Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to be talking to Sarah Kiva, who is a girl boss and founder of a nonprofit organization called Angel Watching Over Me. She's an entrepreneur, a creative director, celebrity stylist. This girl, seriously, it's it's like one of the women that I look at as like, man, how does she do it? (laughs) And hopefully we'll get some of those answers of how does she do it? Um, it's so inspirational. She's just really out to empower the world and, and be a badass while, while, while she's at it and look super cool in her very stylish outfits. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What an amazing introduction. Wow. <laughs> awesome. I do like to roll out the carpet for, yeah. I guess. I'm at the Met Gala right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Why don't you tell us in your own words, what do you do? What are you out to create in the world? Well, I guess my best answer would be whatever it takes. Um, My friend a long time ago said that to me because she's just a mom and she works and she just kind of does it all. And I'm like, you know, I look at people too, like, how do you do it? And she's like, it just, I just do whatever it takes. And that's kind of what I do. Like you, you mentioned, you know, I have the nonprofit um, we have uh, two girls club programs, one in a middle school, one in a high school, um, a little bit like you talking about confidence, self-love, and just becoming the best version of yourself. And uh, one of the boys in the high school got really inspired, so started AWAM Boys Club, and he named it Amen. His name is Luke, and he was just so cool and so inspired. He's like, will you sponsor me? And I'm like, how could I possibly say no to that? So yes, absolutely. And It's just, you know, people um, helping others to be better. And that's really the foundation. We also have our grief support groups for people who lost a loved one. Um, And we host several events throughout the year um, just to to make people happy. You know, Thanksgiving, we feed 400 families. For Halloween, we throw a party for Joe DiMaggio uh, Children's Hospital. And it's so much fun. And um, so many more other things, any, anywhere we can be of help, that's, that's us. And then I have my creative agency, AWAM Lab, which is also incredible, where we curate content for, for brands who can't necessarily um, afford a larger agency. Um, we're that creative hub for you. So anything from web design, full production, um, wardrobe styling, hair and makeup, videographer, photographer, the whole nine. Um, our studio's pretty pretty incredible. And then I have um, Sowakiba, my third company, and that's kind of my bread and butter, um, where I'm a celebrity stylist and creative director. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. And then my monthly women's dinners, because I I don't have time to see amazing women like you. So I selfishly create a woman's dinner to get everyone together once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Selfishly, because you know, we all truly have to sacrifice, you know? (laughs) Love that. Yeah, you know, Um, this podcast is really dedicated to talking about relationships and intimacy and the fear and, you know, why I really wanted to have you on the podcast is because it really all stems with self-love and having belief in yourself and confidence in yourself. 
Um, and there's so much there to talk about when it comes to women's confidence and women's self-esteem. And you're, to me, someone who's really out there, like being a stand for that, you know, and empowering women to feel great about themselves um, at all ages and all shapes um, and, and truly express themselves um, and get in touch with, with their voice and their femininity. So yeah, I, I, I really wanted to, to dive into this conversation with you about that. So to start, what inspired you to kind of dedicate your life to this? I think that all of my, my projects and or companies or whatever are just built off passion. So nothing was ever about like making money or anything like that. It's just about really loving what I do. And, and I had, you know, not everyone is as lucky, you know, or, or has the courage to just be like, you know what, I'm not going to work for anyone. I'm just going to build something and, and, and just run with it. You know, it takes a lot of broke years um, of figuring things out and, and just saying like, you know, put, putting yourself first, putting yourself first and saying like, I believe in myself, just like you're talking about, and I'm going to, I'm going to bank on myself. And, you know, with that, of course, comes a lot of fear and everything else, every other emotion, but it's just, you know, some people have the personality for it and some people um, help others build their brands, which is just as powerful, you know, and they use their good qualities to help build other people's companies and everything else. Um, so I think it's, uh, what really, really inspired me, I guess, would just be, I mean, so many things. Uh, people inspire me in general. Um, the want to just do something bigger, just something bigger. I, I don't, I, I guess I don't have the right words. It's just, just to do something bigger, something that means something, you know, and something that I know will, will leave someone else feeling bigger themselves and better. I love how you're, you're speaking such big, um, ambitious words, you know, and you're just like, yeah, I'm just out here to change the world. No. Yeah. You know what? I did say that once to a group of friends when I was younger, who I no longer friends with anymore, but I literally one day was like, you know, my whole life was kind of shifting with like friendships, you know, we talked about relationships, but like it was shifting and my big shift was when my friends were like, who do you think you are? Because I literally told them that. I was like, I really think I can make an impact. Like, I think I could help people. And they're like, who do you think you are? Like, are you serious? Like, what do you, like, literally like that, like with like, almost just like a tone that was just like so discouraging. I remember looking and I remember stopping to cry as I was saying it, because I was so passionate about it and sure of myself. And I was like, no. Like I cannot surround myself around people like that. I will never grow. No matter how long I've known them in my life, doesn't mean they're right for me. And, and that was really, really big. How did you handle with all those fears that came up around the time? You know, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy at the time to do that. It was so hard. It was so difficult. Um, so difficult to the point that I gained 30 pounds, didn't recognize myself. I lost not lost. I would say that it just took getting to a very low, low, a lot of grief. Even if it's people that are still here, you grieve people that, you know, leave your life. Um, so I think that, you know, I, I lost my dad, which is how I, I founded AWAM Angel Watching Over Me. And I, I felt that like, 
I never had the time to grieve him because I was so much helping other people. So it was like I was grieving him, grieving the loss of my friends and and just letting go. Took three years. It definitely took three years. Never stopping or believing in what I wanted to accomplish, though. But myself, I, I, I struggled personally. Personally, I just wasn't me. But I, I would just cope by working on my vision and, and what I wanted to accomplish. And I did. And I did. And I finally, I think after two and a half, three years, I saw that it was working. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I don't, I don't need anyone else is I don't need anyone else's permission to like do what I want to do. And I can be a little selfish. So funny enough, what inspired me the most was I read my one of my best friends um, released a book, published a book. It's called 25 and self dash ish. Um, and I swear that that book changed my life. Like it just it was the first time I ever heard, honestly, of like put yourself first put yourself first and everything else can come second. And I was like, oh, I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I left for, for two and a half months. I traveled by myself and I went and I found myself and I was like, oh, I, I think I can figure out now who I want to be. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And my dreams aren't crazy. And I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. And I did. And so crazy without diets or anything, nothing. I tried every diet in the book. I think I gained more weight from them. And just by becoming happy, I started losing the weight. I started finding myself again and just balancing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people don't really know the emotional connection with something like weight, weight gain. For sure. You know, it, it is, it definitely is more than that. You could go on all the diets, but you're going to gain it back if the root of that isn't really looked at. That's right. That's right. So aside from all these tools that you're kind of picking up along the way, I do hear though that there was like already an innate like um, tenacity within yourself of like, I'm going to, you know, believe in myself no matter what, and I'm going to reach those goals. Where did that come from? You know what? I can pinpoint the exact moment. So after my dad passed away, I I think I always had that drive, like even like in school, like I, I was such a hustler. Like I always loved making money. I always loved like working. Like I was just never someone to just sit back and wait for something good to happen, you know, but the moment that I realized to bank on myself was I was working in a restaurant um, after my dad passed. I had three jobs. I was styling on the side as an intern. And then I had two waitress jobs. And in one of those waitress jobs, we were making fresh pressed orange juices. And I accidentally dropped like six fresh pressed orange juices. And they were like, what, like $6 a piece or whatever. Right. And (laughs) I dropped them all. The owner comes up to me and he goes, are you fucking stupid? And I'm like, what? He's like, how can you drop all those juices? Like, you know how much that costs me? He goes, you're going to work an extra hour um, to make sure that you're going to cover all the juices. And I looked at this guy and I had another plate full of the juices because it was a really big table. I took the other plate. I looked at him. I dropped it. I let the rest of them break. And I said, this is the last time that you'll ever treat somebody else like this. And this is definitely the last time that you'll ever see me work for anybody else. And I literally left there. And since that day forward, I never worked for anyone else. It was like the promise. Yeah. I love that. That drop. 
<laughs> movie scene right there. I'll remember that moment forever because he was such an asshole. And like, till this day, I won't go eat there. It was one of my favorite restaurants, honestly. And he was just such a bad guy. You know, it wasn't the first and last thing, but such a bad person. And I also remember that that didn't only teach me that, but it taught me like, don't ever treat people like that just because they work for you. If anything, like they're, you can't do anything without them. You know, it was a big moment. It was a big moment. Yeah, for real. With a really big sort of um, like a big exit, you know? Exactly. Yeah, like that That signified more than than what happened in that moment with that man. Correct, correct. Um, and another thing that I really see that you value a lot is the appreciation of beauty and and the beauty around you, the beauty in music and culture and, of course, clothing, but specifically women's beauty. Like, what, what's the story with that? Is that something that was always a part of your life? Did you always feel connected to women's beauty? And, and what do you do to help women connect to their own beauty? It was, le- if I'm being honest, it was less about women's beauty. It was more about just, like you said in the beginning, beauty of anything. Right. So um, I get very much inspired by like nature or by people or by Pinterest or uh, other people's work, you know, so I'm constantly looking at things and I reimagine them. So like, let's say I wanted to dress someone, I could look at a tree and be like, oh, my God, I want pants that have like little flaring whatever on them, you know, so I'm constantly getting inspired by the little things. And for women, I think that that power came, I think it came with being raised with three older brothers and a dad and my mom who was always like to the T stunning and setting beautiful tables and like everything was aesthetically pleasing all the time and my dad appreciated it so much and we just were bathed in that our whole lives and it was just so male dominated you know my 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 brothers and and dad they're moroccan french man men and if you know anything about that it's very strong strong men that like wanted their way and like the women serve um and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually love that tradition. That's okay. But you have to value the woman, right? You have to value and appreciate the woman. And I think that that my dad taught me so much of that too, that like he loved that about my mom so much that I saw a lot of disconnect in that um, in, in, in today, you know, in today, in the past, the last couple of years and that shift. And so I started gearing more towards women Because when I was young, I only had mostly guy friends. I always had problems, you know, like not problems. Like I had my, always my girls growing up, but I think that like, I just, I felt more comfortable around boys. I was like, because maybe because I was raised with boys, you know, but girls were so nitty gritty and like, so like, oh, I'm better. Or I can't have this. I I was one of them. Like if somebody bought the same shirt as me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like, why would she buy this? You know? Growing up, I'm like, damn, like, that is so not the way, like, that is so not the way there's space and room for everyone and anyone. And my students teach me that every day. And I just choose to see the beauty. I choose to see the beauty in people, the beauty in things like, like right now, you know, I have a brand new calendar and I am attracted to it because there's something beautiful about it. You know what I mean? Like I, I appreciate aesthetic. And I think that there's, 
there's beauty literally in everything and everyone doesn't matter the gender or anything like that. That's so beautiful. How has that perspective helped you through hard times when you're kind of focusing on the beauty of things? Oh my God. Sometimes it's hard to see the beauty, right? Sometimes it's just like shit, everything's negative. Things are not going as great as they once were or whatever. And you have to appreciate the beauty of the struggle. And I always tell my students, I always tell my friends, I said, your struggle is your superpower. I wouldn't be here where I am, what I'm doing without my struggles. You know, that's what made me how I am, who I am. And it's what built my companies. I mean, AWAM is based off the loss of my dad, my biggest struggle, you know, and then our programs are literally built off people's struggle, but it's the outcome, like just trusting um, in whatever you believe in the universe, God, whatever it is. Um, and just believing, believing that like your path, like make it what you want it to be. You have to work for it. You can't just, again, sit back and like, oh, you know, one day it'll get better. If you don't work at getting better, there has to be growth within yourself, but definitely just like going in on that, going in on that and honing in on yourself and, and saying, okay, like your struggles, your superpower. Yeah. When I hear you say going in on it, I really picture someone kind of like jumping into the mess, you know, like just let yourself be in the mess and flow with it. Like go with it. Like shit's rough. Like go through the bumpy roads, go through them, go through them and just like try and see the light in the little things, you know, because there is like if even something as simple, as simple, as simple as drinking water, be like, wow, I got to sit down and I got to drink water. Like that's a moment right there you know, appreciate it. I wrote down a few vocab words here and I was thinking, I've never done this before, but I was thinking of just kind of putting out words to you and you seeing like what comes up for you when you hear this and maybe how it, what role it played um, for you in your relationships or as a boss, like in, in all these companies that you've created. So whatever comes up is, is perfect. So the first word that I have is vulnerability. Um, I'm extremely vulnerable all the time to all my employees, my employees, and, and I don't even call them employees. They're like my partners. They, they know the ins and outs of me. We're a family. So vulnerability is like a key role in everything that I do. And I think it's, it's where you build compassion and, and it's just realistic. We're all human. So. Yeah. Was it always easy for you to be vulnerable? Yeah. I always wore my heart on my sleeve. Maybe it's a fault too. It's, it's, it bit me in the butt for sure, but I'm like, I can't change everything about myself, you know? So, yeah, that's so funny because the next one was putting your heart out, mm, but wearing my- your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. So how has that played out? Um, in personal, like love relationships, I've always had a guard up in friendships. Oh, God, I've, Again, like I'm so open and willing with people that like, I, I give you the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't judge first and it's also bit me in the butt, you know, um, where I'm just like, I'll give you everything, you know, and, and I, I trust in people more than I don't. So how important do you think it is to put your heart out? Oh, it's everything. All my companies are built off that. Everything that I do is built off that. So like, you have to love what you do. You have to love people. You have to put your heart out because you're helping people constantly. So it's, it's yeah, that's everything. Okay, the next one is people-pleasing. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm so that person. Really? Uh, oh my gosh. 
I don't know how to say no. I've learned, I've learned, I've definitely learned. Um, but I love, I love making people happy. I'm like constantly like, however I can make you happy or help you, I, I'm so that person. Um, again, I swear everything you're asking or, or the words you're using are just, they're things that can also backlash on you because you forget about you and you forget that people have to um, reciprocate all of that, you know? Yeah. What are some of the ways that you've kind of helped yourself put yourself first again? You know, it's like, like, it's kind of like what you said with this book, like it's so important to put yourself first. So what are some practices that you have for yourself or some of those ways that you bring yourself back? Um, I love this question because it's my favorite part of my day. So every single morning I journal, I walk my dog, which is such a moment for me because I get to like just walk outside, which is so nice. Um, I work out. I drink my morning coffee, which is like so my moment with myself and like workout, like working out is, is so key for me. It's, it's my, my, my morning routine is so important to the point that like, no matter what, I will not reschedule that for anything. Like everything comes after that. Um, and then trying really, really hard. I think I've done a good job at it on Saturdays, not to work, to observe the Sabbath. So not religiously or anything like that, just to tell myself like, you know what, Saturdays, like that's off. Like that's your off day. Cause I'm always on like all the time. Um, but it's still a work in progress. It's definitely a work in progress. Uh, I said in 2022, just more time, more time with family, friends, you know, I've done a lot for a lot of people. I think it's, it's time to do a little more for my own life, my personal life. Beautiful. Grace. Mm, I love that word. It's definitely something I struggle with having more, more grace for people. I, I think I expect a lot because I'm such like, you know, I'm so quick and, and I just make things happen all the time. So I expect a lot, but I think I need to have more grace on, on people. And at the same time, have more grace on myself too. So that's an interesting one. Cause it's like your brand and like the images that you like to work with, they're very graceful in a way, you know? So so I love that word because there's like so many different um, ways of looking at it. Yeah. And the last one is humiliation. Oh, I think that you should be able to laugh at yourself and like know that if people laugh at you, that's totally okay. And like you should be able to laugh with them because that just means you're humble and grounded and sure of yourself. So it's it's all good. So good. Yeah, I think. I think it when when you're out to put your dreams out there, it's so important to let your ego be humiliated. Yeah, it, it's like putting aside all those fears of how you're going to look and what are people going to think because you're so devoted to your vision that you have to be willing to be like for your ego to me to be humiliated. Absolutely. When it comes to the your your mission and what you want to help women with in particular, what are some of the things that you feel most passionate about that women connect to within themselves just being more like confident in yourself and knowing that like you can have whatever you want if you just write honestly write it down know who you want to be and become the better version of yourself every single day and I think that for me is everything and I think every woman should should 
feeling courage to feel that and not put yourself second just because you're a woman, you know, um, even if you have kids, even anything else, like that's my biggest fear is having children and forgetting about, you know, myself and forgetting to feed yourself just because, you know, you have other humans to take care of. And I think that that's, that's the biggest thing for me is just giving women the opportunity to feel confident, know yourself and, and be yourself and don't forget about yourself. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of women, the women that you work with are putting other people's needs first? Um, actually, no, <laughs> they put them first. They're pretty good at that. I think it's, I think I'm talking about myself mostly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's it starts, right? Like that's where the passion comes. It's, it's yeah. something that you're dealing with. I'm mean, saying here, you know, sure. this podcast commitment focus, because I was dealing with the fear of, you know, being in relationship. So I, I totally get it. What have been some of the most fulfilling moments for you in, in how you've been giving back? Moments like today, like where, you know, my girls, I, I, I walk into the school and they're like, Miss Sarah, I missed you so much. I'm like, I saw you last week. And like, I still, I really missed you so much. And it's like, those moments for me are priceless. And sometimes I forget, you know, because I'm like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. Um, but then I, I'm reminded so quickly how like important this work is, you know, this is my work. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's nothing like seeing, yeah, there's nothing like that impact that you make on other people. That's, that's what gets us going, right? Like, you know, wake up and feel like you're having a shitty morning and then remember that you're making an impact in the world and everything turns around. When you do the galas and these women's dinners, you know, what I really see is you trying to create community and kind of bring the community together. Sure. What do you, what, what specifically is your intention in what you want to bring to community? My intention is just to, just to make sure that it's a, a domino effect, like be kind to one so that that one person can be kind to another and it just be a ripple effect and like make people feel good. That's literally my only intention. I love that. Just making spaces where people feel good. Yeah, that's it. You know, having been to, to that dinner and I'd love to go to more, what, what I took away leaving that was such an air of celebration like really celebrating the experience, the presence, the connection. Each woman got to have this moment of celebrating herself. Yep. Yeah, I, I can I can still see that, that that's sort of like a, th a theme that you have in every, you know, in every aspect, even the, the galas that you put on, they're like a celebration. Exactly. I love that. I think everything, everything should be celebrated. Every little moment, every big moment should be celebrated for sure. You seem to be someone who shoots for the stars, you know, in terms of like, you could make a little celebration, but you're like, man, I'm going to make it a gala, you know? So me, you know me, you know yeah. me. What, what advice do you have for, for people who like would like to go for these big dreams and, and don't know how to get there? Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. And the worst thing that can happen is that you fail and you learn something. That's it. <laughs> That's so simple. Yeah, it's really, it's as easy as that. Well, is there anything that you are working on that you'd love to tell my listeners about? I mean, just really growing the women's dinners, making sure that they do happen every month and that we get to connect more and no, just, you know, continue to follow AWAM Foundation, continuing to create for my clients. I love everything that I do and 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's to come. There's so much new collection for Awam Foundation to raise funds because I know that everyone loves that merch and it, it's been a while since I've launched. So that's going to come in the spring. Where can people find that? On awom.org. So it's A-W-O-M.org. But if you follow us on socials, it's just at awom. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to see what we release there. I mostly, mostly share via my personal, which is Soakiba, S-O-A-K-I-B-A. And um, you'll see everything there as well. Well, thank you so much for being on, you. on the podcast. Great questions. Hey, you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.